Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, Dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. All right, you guys, we are back with yet another solo. So, you know, I feel like you guys like my solos and I always say this, but I've always been really hesitant to do them, but I'm trying to do more of them just because I get a lot of DMs from you guys on Instagram and just like specific questions that you want answers to. So today's episode, I'm actually going to focus it on travel and health and wellness while traveling. So I'm going to do a quick little catch up because if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I was just in Italy. I was there for a week for a wedding. So we were in Puglia for Sana and Max's wedding, which was so fun. And we also spent a few days in Rome and it was such a fun trip. I didn't actually realize how much I needed it, but I've come back and I feel like I'm just operating at this insane capacity. Like I'm just full of ideas and just so, so inspired. And I don't know, like when I go on trips like this, it just proves how important it is to kind of step away and like almost switch up your routine to kind of be extra productive again. And also how unrelated things have such a huge impact on how you do things on a day-to-day basis. So I'll give you guys like specifics, but you guys know that when it comes to reading, I do love business books, but at the same time, I really like non-business books too. So Robert Greene is one of my favorite authors and I'm currently reading The Art of Seduction. I'm actually almost on the tail end. I'm very sad because his books are just so good. But the reason I like books like that is because you look at, things across history and see how you can apply it to -to day-to-day life today. And I felt like that's what Italy was, but on like obviously a much more immersive scale. So while we were in Rome, we did um, a couple of tours around the city, some art history tours, and Nish and I both love art history. And I just thought it was really fascinating. And also I just loved to 
ideate on how I could apply things that I've learned in history to how we do things at Array. So I just thought that it was incredibly inspiring. And this is, I guess, a note to any other very type A (laughs) career driven, ambitious person that I think that those periods of time that you spend away from your business or work or whatever actually do end up being very productive in a different kind of way. So that is what I've been up to in terms of like, you know, my summer travel. I'm actually leaving again for um, the south of France for my birthday. So this trip was actually planned for a long time. We planned it at the beginning of the year because every year we do a trip for Nisha's birthday and a trip for my birthday. And I picked South of France. Italy was much more last minute to attend a wedding. It wasn't originally in our plans, but we were like, we're definitely not going to miss this. So, you know, a lot of travel coming up and Italy, I feel like I was my own guinea pig a little bit because I was trying a lot of different things and a lot of it really worked well for me. And so that's what I want to share with you. So, Number one is, you know, a lot of questions. What were you doing when it came to food? So I have a few things that I just like to stay true to. So number one is I always start my day with a savory breakfast. And that typically means either like vegetables or eggs. And I will do that before eating anything else. So even if I'm going to have a croissant or I don't know, whatever, whatever it is you want to eat, like croissant is typically like the only like (laughs) starchy or like blood sugar spiky thing that I would eat in the morning. I will always do that after eating a protein and or some vegetables. And the reason I do that is, of course, if you've listened to the glucose goddess episode, you already know. But Essentially, we want to make sure that we set ourselves up for success and don't have blood sugar spikes across the day. And you set yourself up for success by making sure that you don't have a big blood sugar spike at the start of your day. And how you do that is by having a savory breakfast, aka something like protein or vegetables or something fibrous. And when I do that, even, you know, I obviously do it when I when I'm at home all the time, but even while I'm traveling, it just makes me feel really, really, really good. And I feel like I've just started my day off on the right foot. So that is number one. Outside of that, honestly, guys, like it, I I was never like really like, oh, I'm, I am going to eat this or I'm not going to eat this. I was very much like enjoying myself, eating whatever was there. I'm not the type of person who's not going to eat pasta or pizza or whatever it is that I, that is available to me when I'm traveling to Europe. It's just, I think, a part of the experience. Something I did do is whenever we were out for dinners, which was obviously every single day since we were traveling, I made sure that even if we were getting pasta or pizza or whatever it was, I would always add in a protein or a side vegetable if we could. I just found that doing things like that makes a trip a little bit more sustainable and you don't come back feeling like heavy and lethargic. I came back from Italy, still felt incredible. Obviously, I was off my routine a little bit, but it didn't really impact me very much at all. So I also want to highlight supplements that I was taking to kind of, I guess, like help with the difference in like eating uh, style or whatever. So number one, obviously bloat. Okay. I took it on the airplane. I always do when we like, as soon as we were taking off, because even I feel like when I'm traveling like on the actual plane, my digestive system really slows down. And it just it's so hard to digest food on flights, which is why we all deal with airplane bloat. And I find that if I am eating on a flight, taking two to three bloats prior to that 
really helps things. So you guys know, typically I take bloat after my meal, but when I'm flying, I take it before because I just know that inherently if I'm going to put anything into like inside my mouth and down my stomach, it's going to bloat me when I'm on my flight. And so having it almost as a preventative measure is so helpful. And you know what? I obviously took bloat right before or like right when we were taking off. Nish didn't. And when we were at our layover, he was like dying from being so bloated. And I was completely fine. And I was telling him that like, no matter what, every time we travel now, he should be taking bloat as well because it's so, so helpful. You guys know that I am a big fan of supporting new innovative companies. And so I'm really excited to be partnering with Ember Wellness. They are a fellow brand from Canada and their innovation is in what they've taken away. So all of their products are made from a low number of ingredients. So the ingredients that are in there actually have a high concentration so you get the maximum value from them. They're also radically transparent, showing the complete ingredient list, including the percentages of every single ingredient. They don't contain any fillers, alcohol, and all their products are sustainably sourced, organic, and made in Quebec, Canada. Ember Wellness just came out with a new product called the Sculpt Glow Bar. It's kind of a revolutionary idea. It's basically a solid moisturizing bar shaped like a gua sha or a sculpting tool and you use it to sculpt your face, moisturize it, and because it has some mica in it, it also gives you a glow. It's made from only 12 organic ingredients and comes in a handy refillable aluminum slide box, making it perfect to pop in your bag. The zero waste bar will last at least four months, slowly becoming smaller as you use it. Because it's a solid moisturizer, the bar takes on the shape of your face, making it super intuitive to apply. You swarm it up in your hand, glide it on your face, and rub in all the glowy moisture. Ember Wellness has an offer for you guys. Visit emberwellness.com and use the code DREAMBIGGER at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's E-M-B-E-R-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com and use code DREAMBIGGER for 15% off your first order. Enjoy! A Dear Media original podcast. Her name is Coco. For a while, it seemed like Coco Berthman was everywhere. There was this girl from Germany who had been trafficked in a most horrible way. But in early 2022, it all fell apart and people started questioning everything Coco had ever said. Is her name even fucking Coco? We don't even know that. I'm Sarah Gannam, host of Believable, the Coco Berthman story, a new investigative series from Dear Media. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. The second thing that I did, which I also did this while I was in Italy last year, and I've talked about it even on last year's travel-based podcast, is berberine. Now, listen, guys, I know that berberine is all the rage on TikTok, and there's talk of it being nature's azempic. And I'm just going to put it out there and let you guys know that it is not like nature's azempic. It is actually more like nature's metformin because the function of berberine is that it improves insulin resistance and helps your body metabolize and process sugar. So this is very helpful because I was eating way more starchy carbs and sugars than normal. And so berberine would just really help me break things down and make sure that I was processing them a little bit more efficiently. Also, in terms of dosage, I did 1500 milligrams split between three times a day. So essentially 500 milligrams across the day. So I would take one after breakfast, one typically before lunch and one before dinner or after dinner, depending on, you know, if I was home, like quick enough after dinner. So 
that was kind of supplements in terms of like what what I was taking for digestion typically. And then, of course, like before bed every single day, magnesium bio-optimizers. You guys know the drill. I'm obsessed with them and our sleep capsules. That really, really, really helped me deal with any sort of jet lag type symptoms. I felt like I slept extremely well my whole time in Italy. There was not really even an adjustment period, if I'm being honest. We flew overnight when we got there, but I made sure that I didn't like go into my hotel and go to sleep like at 12 p.m. because that's when we got there. And I was obviously tired, but I was like, I'm just going to power through the day and have an early night and obviously took magnesium sleep. And I did that throughout my whole trip and felt incredible. So I think that one of the, I guess, concerns when people travel is, well, you know, I'm going to eat like this and then I'm going to feel like shit when I come back because I've like gorged my face and, you know, I've been off my routine or whatever. Okay. And if this is you, I am just going to stop you right there because let me tell you guys, I ate whatever was there in front of me. Okay. Like obviously I wasn't overeating. I was eating to the point where I was comfortable, but I was eating things that I don't normally eat here in LA. Like I was eating lots of pasta. I was having gelato. You know what? I've done gelato two times a day. Okay. And I came back and I had lost weight. Okay. And the reason is, I think number one is of course, like quality of food in Italy is fantastic, but also if you are active, you're not going to gain all this weight. Like, I'm sorry, that's just not how it works. And so while we were in Rome specifically, we were walking 20 to 25,000 steps a day. We were eating until we felt full, never beyond that, maybe like once or twice beyond that. But like, you know, for the for the most part, we were eating until we were comfortable and we were moving loads. So when we got to Rome, so Rome was like right at the end of our trip. We like started in Rome and we finished in Rome. And the hotel that we checked into in Rome didn't have a gym. And I had been um, working out while we were in Puglia, which is where the wedding was. And I'll get into that in a second. But I was a little bit annoyed that my hotel didn't have a gym because I would start my day with like a quick 20 minute circuit while we were in Puglia. But I was like, okay, it's fine that this place doesn't have a gym at the end of the day. It's, It's a few days that I'm here. And Guys, the amount we were walking, like at what point would I even have time to work out or even the energy? Because we were walking so much. At the end of the day, I was exhausted. Like 20 to 25,000 steps a day is no small feat. And you're like, you're really, really tired. You're expending a lot of energy. So when we were in Puglia, I, I mentioned that I was working out. So my trainer came up with a very simple 20 minute circuit, which honestly anyone can do with like light weights and body weight as well. But it was just a 20 minute circuit. It was very, very efficient. And I started my day with that a couple of times while we were in Puglia. We were there for seven days in total. And a few did, a few of the days where we had like more wedding things. Obviously, I didn't have time for it, but I snuck it in whenever I could. And I felt like having that quick or doing that quick circuit, I found that it still kept me within my routine a little bit and just made sure that I was, you know, still getting that endorphin rush, which I love from working out. And just I would feel I would wake up, do that circuit and I'd feel like really, really good in the like first thing in the morning. And what's interesting is we got back Monday night. And so I was at the gym on Tuesday and I was 
very surprised to see that I hadn't lost any progress. In fact, we like moved up in weights in terms of what I was lifting. I felt really strong. And so even though we were away for a whole week and I wasn't doing what I normally do, it was just still like I I hadn't lost any progress and I was just as strong as before. So if you are someone who is traveling over the summer, know that that travel is probably really healthy for you. It's really good for your muscles to rest for that little bit of time. And if, you know, if you do want to still move, like a quick 20 minute circuit is something that we can all make time for. And typically if you have a gym, it's a very easy thing to fit in. All right. So let's talk about what I am doing now that I'm back. So obviously while we were in Italy, we ate our weight in gelato. I mean, honestly, the two a day gelato that I did a couple of times was amazing, but I feel like I'm kind of sugared out after getting back. And so we leave for the South of France at the end of July. And so we have about a month at home before we leave again. And so at that, like during that period of time where we're at home, we, Nish and I are doing a no refined sugar challenge. So we're eating as normal as we normally do, but we're just avoiding desserts basically just for this month. And I'm what, like four days in. And honestly, I feel really great. I I honestly do think I'm sugared out. I, I do not want any sugar. I don't want any dessert. And so I feel like this is a really good thing. Also, I had this weird rash on my face while I was in Italy. It's gone now, thankfully, but I want to stay away from sugar because I know that typically it doesn't do like it's just not great for my skin personally. And so I'm really excited to be doing this challenge. As I mentioned, I jumped into my routine right away. We landed on Monday night and I was at the gym on Tuesday. And I just find that jumping right back into my routine was just a really good way of being acclimated and feeling like I'm hitting the ground running when I'm back at home. And it feels incredible. So, you know, I think that this summer... Everyone is very social. We all have plans. We're all traveling. But the one piece of advice that I would give you guys is to find movement patterns that you love and just try to commit to it consistently if you can. I found that it's made the biggest difference. And I will get into, I guess, like the difference that it's made because when I joined my gym, I did this thing called an in-body scan, which essentially tells you your muscle mass, your body fat percentage, kind of like how you're doing on the inside. And I did my in-body scan again about like five or six weeks in. And you guys, I had lost 5% body fat and gained six pounds of muscle. And of course, my cardio has significantly improved. And so I think the lesson here is that consistency is key. You guys know I've been working out like six days a week, five days at the gym, and one day I play tennis with friends. And it, like, I feel incredible and I'm still doing all of my social things. I'm still having the best summer of my life. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm finding time to kind of get that movement in and make sure that I'm still doing good things for my health and wellness. When I find a pair, of comfy, cute shoes, let me tell you, I do not want to take them off. And that is why I'm so excited to be partnering with Vionic Shoes because I had the chance to try out their sandals. I I wore the Anaya sandals while I was in Rome, walking 20 to 25,000 steps every day. 
And let me tell you, these shoes were absolutely incredible. It felt like they were molded to my feet. So soft, so comfortable, like equally or more comfortable than my sneakers. So a big, big fan. So Vionics exclusive Viomotion technology is what sets them apart. They began by revolutionizing medical orthotics, and today they continue to use that science to engineer shoes that leave you feeling energized and confident all day long. They even offer a 30-day risk-free trial. You can wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days if you're not satisfied for any reason. Guys, these shoes are absolutely incredible. I promise you, you will not regret buying them. And my philosophy when it comes to footwear, especially as I've gotten older and a little bit more practical, let's be let's be real, is that I think that we really can have it all when it comes to the shoes that we're going to spend our time walking around in. I think they need to be really cute, but they also need to be super comfortable because you guys know, even though I live in LA, I am an East Coast girl at heart and I love to walk. And so the shoes that I wear absolutely have to be comfortable. So the Bionic has an offer for you guys. Use code DREAMBIGGER at checkout for free shipping at www.vionicshoes.com. Again, that's code DREAMBIGGER at checkout for free shipping at vionicshoes.com. Enjoy. So one thing I always talk about is how important it is to learn from other founders if you are wanting to start a business. I am really grateful that I have so many incredible friends who are founders who I can learn from at this stage of my business. However, when I was starting out, I wish I had someone who I could learn from and really learn the tangible tips from. So you guys know on this podcast, I love bringing on other entrepreneurs who you guys can learn from. But if you're looking for a really in-depth source, then you guys should go check out the Millionaire University podcast. So they share tangible tips and tricks for up-and-coming founders and current founders who um, want to learn basically like the skills needed to create their business. Their hosts, Justin and Tara Williams, have put years of hard work to become successful business owners, and they created the Millionaire University podcast to share their knowledge. They bring on other mentors to tell their stories and guide aspiring entrepreneurs in the right direction. Each episode covers a different topic in the world of business. For example, from how to make money with the Amazon affiliate program to learning which businesses can make you 10K per month and so much more. No matter what type of business you have or where you are in the process, the Millionaire University podcast has lessons to guide you. So what are you waiting for? This is the easiest way to help your business grow and succeed. Listen to the Millionaire University podcast. New episodes drop Mondays and Thursdays. Find the Millionaire University podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So on that note, something that I get asked very, very often is what I am currently eating. And admittedly, I am very bad at showing you guys any recipe breakdowns on Instagram. Honestly, I should probably get on that. But I just for the life of me cannot remember to film, you know, when I'm doing a whole recipe. So here are a few things that have been on repeat for me, which I have really been liking. So number one is miso salmon. So what you're going to do is Google the Google the recipe for the Nobu black cod. Okay, so it's going to tell you exactly how to make that miso glaze. And instead of using 
black cod. I just like to use salmon. I prepare a whole bunch of that glaze and it stays in my fridge for weeks. And typically like at the start of my week, I'll marinate a couple of pieces of salmon in that sauce. And then for lunch, I'll just stick that into the um, air fryer and it comes out and it's absolutely delicious. And I usually have that with some broccoli. That's typically my lunch. I also found you guys this recipe on TikTok. It is these Vietnamese pot stickers. Okay, I bet you if you search it on Instagram, it would or search search it on uh, TikTok, it would come up. But in the video you want to look out for is this girl with her cute mom. And they make these like, quote unquote, healthier Vietnamese pot stickers in their kitchen. And it has shrimp, chicken, cabbage, like purple cabbage, ginger, a whole lot of ginger. It's delicious. Trust me. Cilantro, green onion, and I'm forgetting something. Oh, carrots. If I didn't say carrots. And then you you make a mixture with that and some coconut aminos and um, sesame oil. And then you like like put a little bit into some rice paper and then you like fry it on your pan. I've also made this steamed green cabbage as like the outer shell instead of the rice paper. And it's also turned out phenomenal. And then you make a sauce on the side. Just make it with whatever. I make it with the fly by Jing chili crisp, um, a little bit of fish sauce, lime, carrots, cilantro, and a tiny bit of maple syrup. And you guys, this thing is incredible. I've been making it almost every day this week. It's so, so good. And then another thing that has been on rotation for me is chickpea pasta and some chicken. So I'm going to tell you guys how I make this sauce because I will definitely not put it on Instagram. So here it is. You're going to want to eyeball measure everything. But in a pan, saute some ro- sorry, some sun-dried tomatoes with garlic. Then add the Monty's dairy-free cream cheese. If you don't have it, you can use obviously like any dairy-free cream cheese or cream cheese, whatever you guys want. The Monty's one is incredible. It was sent to me. I can't believe I haven't tried this brand. I'd heard all about it. It's delicious. It's it just makes everything really creamy. And on top of that, I add in bone broth and tomato paste. You just cook it on the stove for a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes. Rather, you put it in the blender. It like becomes this like amazing, like almost this rosé sauce. And it's delicious. I make that with or I put chickpea pasta in that with a ton of arugula And it's so delicious. It's nutritious. Obviously, chickpea pasta is higher in protein as well than regular pasta. And it just tastes really, really good. And then on the side, I just have some chicken. So these have been on rotation for me. You guys have also asked what I put in my smoothie. So again, I'm going to share that right now because I will definitely not remember to do that on Instagram. So in my smoothie, half a cup of any nut milk. I do almond. I have been doing two scoops of protein. My favorite is the Metcon chocolate whey. You guys, this is definitely the best protein powder I have ever had. I actually switched over to whey protein after speaking to Max Lugavere on my podcast. Um, You can go back and listen to that episode, but he talks about the fact that whey protein is just better for us than plant-based protein. And for the longest time I was using plant-based protein, but I switched over to whey and this brand doesn't bloat me or cause me any digestive distress. Other ones that I've liked is also Max mentioned Muscle Feast and I cannot believe it, but I actually ended up buying it and I found that that one was very good. And also I believe it's Garden of Life, I think, which I bought from Erewhon, the vanilla flavored one, also grass fed whey, and it was really good too. So anyway, in my smoothie, I put almond milk, I put my Metcon chocolate whey protein, incredible. 
a spoon of actually two, sorry, two tablespoons of chia seeds for fiber and one tablespoon of nut butter of your choice. I've personally been on a peanut butter kick. I think it tastes delicious. Chocolate peanut butter is one of my favorite flavors. So that's why I use it. And I use creatine as well, which I've talked about. I love creatine. I feel like it's really helped me build muscle since I've started working out as well. So I've been doing a scoop of that. I do the thorn one, which I really, really love. And then a ton of frozen spinach, some ice, and I would say another like three quarter cup of water. I blend it. It's delicious. I do that as one meal because I'm not someone who can cook three full meals in a day. I just don't have the time for it. And making sure that one of my meals is a protein smoothie just makes things a lot more manageable. And I mentioned this on my last podcast with like all the health updates that one of my goals was eating more frequently three meals and just being really particular about that because I was upping my protein intake and just making sure that I'm not having these like energy slumps throughout the day. Having three meals a day has helped with that immensely. So that was something that was just really, really helpful. Okay. So the key takeaways here for you guys Number one, consistency, which is something that I have obviously echoed throughout this whole episode. Whatever it is you're doing, just make sure you're being consistent. And this is, you know, advice that I've gotten from people like Melissa Wood and um, Megan Roop and Leah Bartha. Like every fitness person I have had on the podcast has said that the consistency is much more important than the length of time you're spending working out. And so throughout the summer, as we have all these social plans, just try to get in 20 to 30 minutes at like a regular routine like you normally would. I find that it will just do wonders for how you feel, whatever your health goals are. It's just consistency is key. Number two for me is that combining weight training with conditioning is incredibly important. So obviously I told you guys that I have gained all this muscle, like lost body fat, whatever. And I do find that the reason is because of that conditioning and weight training combination. You guys know I've been lifting weights for over a year now. Wow, I cannot believe that it's been over a year, but yeah, over a year now. And only recently have I started to combine it with conditioning. I find that my cardiovascular ability has increased immensely. And interestingly enough, my resting heart rate has dropped and my HRV has improved. And I think that that also has to do with just overall cardiovascular ability. So I find that that conditioning has really changed the game for me. Last thing, if you're traveling like I said, and you're away from your regular routine, it's not going to hurt you. It's going to be fine. Like just relax and have a good time and come back and dive right back into it. So that is basically my whole spiel for you today. As I mentioned, we're going to South of France in a few weeks, which I'm really excited about. And I'll give you guys updates once I'm back. But I hope that you guys liked this episode and I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week. Thank you.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.